2: I do love that entrance video like mm-hmm. I, I think it's just so
1: sensual it's um, good but can we address the elephant in the room straight away so i've had I, a haircut <laughs> yeah,
2: Danny, yeah.
1: You, you you've really had a haircut your voice has gotten <laughs> i've a got a bit of a cold at the minute yeah your <laughs> voice has got deeper and um,
2: America's, America's worked country. wonders for you, Hannah. America's really, really, really treated you well.
1: Um, the healthcare system
2: of have it's it's, it's uh, blown it up for me. Obamacare. Um, <laughs> <That's it. laughs> for anyone who is still lost, uh, yeah, Hannah's still not with us. I don't know when she gets back. She gets back at some stage in the future.
1: I can guarantee I've got, that. I've got a bone to pick for Hannah. She's went away this week. When we've got, we've had a six o six last night. Yep. We've got the recording of this tonight of our podcast and League we've, One and the Championship. Uh, yeah, League One and Championships launch tonight. Then we've got another six o six on Wednesday because there's games tomorrow night slash tonight, depending on when you listen to this. Then we've mm-hmm. got breakdown on Thursday as normal. I hope she's back for the six o six on Sunday. It's going to be an interesting. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Nah, I'm sure won't. we'll be fine. Everyone, this is Matt. This is Matt. Uh Matt Matt's you're joined pointing, I'm pointing down. People yeah, listen to this down. on Spotify. I'm down.
2: So Matt, Matt is down. Matt's been Matt's been on before. Uh but before we did it as Look Sports Media, he came on with myself and Hannah when we did the previous podcast that doesn't exist anymore and has never apparently existed. Um because if you re just reimagine history, that's how things work. But Matt joined us. Matt, tell tell, for people who haven't heard you before, because there will be people that haven't. Tell us a little bit about yourself and you know who you are, who you support, and why you're in love with lower league football.
3: (laughs) Um, So I'm I'm Matt. I'm a student in Leeds. Um, I'm originally from Lincoln, but I support Knox County. I have always supported Knox County, and will always support Knox County. it's just because of my dad so i've gone down one of the traditional routes of supporting a football club um and there's not really much to it i do journalism i write some bits and i commentate on some bits sometimes and that's pretty much what i do
2: and that is Matt in a nutshell um, I can't, uh, Matt, it's a pleasure to have you uh, We uh, we have, like I say we've, we've met before, Grant, this is your first Time recording with Matt, so this is going to be a, An interesting one for you here um, Grant, what have you been up to? Tell us, tell us about your weekend Tell us about Hartlepool, because I know we don't cover it In mean, National League launches next week
1: I mean, we've spoken off about this On the or the sex for all <laughs> Two minutes, we spoke about the Hartlepool Match, I am um, Rubbish, rubbish more rubbish but me and you are going down this weekend we are we're going so we're excited. going field to, to, to talk about the the two teams were relegated last, i don't know what we're doing we're doing something
2: oh i've got stuff planned grant you know me i've got things up my sleeve you just all you need to do grant is turn up
1: turn up and bring a laptop i don't know
2: no 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 we've got we've just got all up. the kit now you just need you just, just need to turn up. up these days turn up just, no, just, no you don't need your headset uh there we go genuinely and that's me Got everything ready and good to go. And we're going to have some fun in Hartlepool this weekend. Lots of little surprises. I've got stuff planned. It's going to be great. I love throwing Grant on the bus and seeing him like really startled as to what's I'm going to happen.
1: Genuinely terrified. But as you know, I'm not too bad at making things up on the spot. I'm as, you're going to find out, as you're going to find out tonight because I have been so busy today, I've not had the chance to watch. The highlights of a lot of the games that I'm covering. So, winging it. It's
2: wing, always winging it. It's, it's wing it. Always
1: winging I, it. I hereby apologise to the fans of Walsall <laughs> and Newport because that's the that's the one game I've not really watched. I don't usually apologise to. Waltzall oh well, Giants. do you know what
2: I can I can I can open that because I watched it as well. So don't you worry.
1: Here we go. Yeah, I'm we're passing covered. one off. But pa- I beg your pardon. That
2: sounds rude. Um. So yeah, no, I, I watched we, we were on the we were actually in a an Xbox party while the games were on, weren't we? Watching on Friday night. It was a yeah, a good weekend. So do you know what? Should we just should we go straight into games? Um there's not really much else to add because I haven't done well, I say I haven't done much. I did do a lot. I've got a vlog coming out about what I did at the weekend, so there's not really much point in me talking about it. Um we'll see that another time. So should we jump straight into games and let's let's just get Straight through the door and say, Accrington, MK Dons, Grant.
1: By the way, do you know what? This is probably the game where there wasn't a lot of talking points in the game. There's a lot of talking points around the game. Okay. From what happened with it. So, I mean, to summarize the game, you've got Accrington 1 1 0. I mean, Accrington opened. Fairly early, but MK just never looked to threaten yeah. at all in that game. You look at the, you look at any stats going forwards. MK put, had six shots on target or six shots, none of which were on target. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be something that the new manager is going to be looking at like, so heavily. There just seems to be a set of play that's been instilled that's not suited that club by Graham Alexander, and yeah. Mike Williamson's got a lot of work in his hands to do, and I do think he's going to be the right man to push them forward and get them attacking, getting balls into the box. It's what he's known for doing, developing players. Yeah, We've seen it so much with players he's had on loan, players he's brought into the league. I've mentioned Owen Bailey, so much who he developed at Gateshead. He's got a big, big job to do at MK, to get them firing and getting them playing the sort of football that their fans seem to demand. And by the way, it is MK Dons that they played. It wasn't Wimbledon. I'm not making that mistake
2: again. <laughs> MK Wimbledons.
1: The, um, the, the best The best chance or the best part of that game that I watched was when Tommy Lee came on. He made an absolutely audacious shot from just at, just at the side of the halfway line. Absolutely went to go. It went over the keeper and he just missed to nearly double Accrington-Stanley's lead. It was a phenomenal effort. If that would have went in, you're talking goal of the month, purely because it was from the halfway line.
2: I mean, that's the game, but that's not the talking point for this weekend. There's more talking
1: points around the game.
2: Should we should we blast through the games and come back to, and finish with the Accrington story about what has happened this weekend? Because I feel like it could go on for a, a little bit of time really, couldn't it? Should we should we blast through the games and come back to that point because it is surreal. It's, it's never really been heard of, has it?
3: Okay, so I the like, Adventine saga is quite a big one, isn't it? That yeah. take quite a bit of time.
2: Yeah. What well, one thing that I'm expecting, uh Gates said I've it's Luke Han- Hanant Hanant, Um I think so. Yeah. He's expected to move in January to follow uh with with to, to MK so that's gonna be interesting to see and see see how many players he picks out from that Gateshead team because he's obviously built a very, very successful side. Um yeah, I'm quite I'm quite excited me. I think it's a huge appointment for it's a it's a risk. But with like we said before, someone was going to take that risk. So I'm I can't wait to see what happens with MK. I, I hope I whatever don't think it is it's a risk. Right, I think I think it is with that because of how it's a risk in a sense of they have to get it right early on. The fans are so mm. the demanding. I mean, I hope that when they get it right, it's Saturday because we play them tomorrow night. It's weird tomorrow night is Bradford uh, and MK, and it's probably for both teams the hardest games to prepare for because neither has a settled-in style of play, neither has a settled-in set of tactics or a settled-in lineup, really, because they're both experimenting, one with a a caretaker manager, one with a a new manager who's trying to find his best team. I I think tomorrow is probably one of the hardest games that you'll ever have to predict this season anyway. Mm -hmm. It's two two completely different clubs to what they were a month ago. So I'm quite excited. Um, Yeah buzzing, I can't yeah, wait to I watch
1: think, I think Williamson would ideally like not and wanted a Tuesday game after yeah, the weekend, well, yeah. I think he would have wanted a clear week to get training in and instill his mm-hmm. vision, his way of playing, do a few drills with the lads before or during yeah. the week to, to set up for the weekend It doesn't. this doesn't really give him much of an opportunity to, to drill in what he wants, he'll probably be able to get his vision into the players mm-hmm. today, he might add them in yesterday, I don't know
2: You'd think he would do if they losing um, on Saturday. You, you you generally think that they go in as on a, a new Sunday.
1: manager. Do you want to pull a team straight away though? Yeah,
2: I, I think so. I'd
1: say no,
3: so if they didn't lose though. Just to like, oh my, he's new to the club and new to the players. I think you, the more time you can spend together, it can't do any harm.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I mean, I think look, we can we can all agree, MK's squad is better than what their performances are showing at the minute. So I think they haven't earned that right to to, to get that time. They've, they've essentially, they've got to come in and I would expect them to be in and proving themselves. They've got work to do. They've got a hell of a lot of work to do. These players are earning a lot of money. We know that they've, you know, MK do have budgets. They have a, a decent budget. They've signed some very, very good players and those players need to step up now. Um, so yeah, get them in from one absolute belter of a game apparently it wasn't, not much happened in it, to another absolute belter Barrow versus the other Wimbledon team um, in AFC Wimbledon. Matt, you take it away and tell us about this blockbuster.
3: Oh well, where do I start? Um, (laughs) At the finish I hope. (laughs) There isn't truckloads to say really, it was nil-nil. On the yeah. balance of what I've seen, which is limited because I don't, I, why would I watch Barrow Wimbledon?
0: Yeah.
3: Um, it seemed Barrow deserved the three points. It looked like they were stronger going forward. Just it seems like they had more opportunities. Yeah. However, you know, looking at the stats, wise Barrow's fifth game without a win. Wimbledon, this is their third game without a goal, um, which is which I think is quite strange because I always thought Wimbledon had quite a good attacking threat. You know they've got. A Evans, who's a decent player. I like him. Al Hamadi, I think that's how you pronounce it, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be a real top striker. They just don't seem to have much attacking threat from what I saw today. Um, You know, Farman for Barrow didn't really have to do a lot. A few decent saves in goal. um, But it's just,
1: it it wasn't a great game from what I can tell. I've got one for you, Matt. You mentioned Lemon Hay Evans as a great mm-hmm. player. You, will have, you know him, and I know him a lot from his National League days, and he was always yes. an absolute menace in the National League. That's where I know him as a great player from. Mm-hmm. He didn't set me. He didn't for me. He didn't set the world on fire last season in League Two. Mm-hmm. He's been loaned out. He's been out.
0: Yeah, to Wimbledon,
1: we're... and I still don't think he's doing it. Do you think League Two is his level, or do you think he is? A top national league player, I think he's a top national
3: league player with the potential to become a decent league two player. I think maybe he's moved up too early to the EFL. I think if he'd have had a couple of like where did he move from?
1: Um, Who's I, it Torquay?
3: Torquay, Torquay, yeah, he moved from Torquay, and that's is that when he went to the uh to the league two? It was mm-hmm. from Torquay, yes. I think, I know Torquay haven't done brilliantly and now find himself in the National League South. Um, but if he'd have moved to, say, a like a Knotts or a Chesterfield at the time, you know, a, a team firing at the top end of the National League, I think it would have tested him a bit better with players with the with a bit more quality that could go up into League Two and yeah. then push himself on. I think he made too big of a jump too early and he still hasn't really found his feet, which is a shame because I think he could.
2: I think every player's got a ceiling. Um, they have a, they have a ceiling where, and at the minute, his is probably that national league ceiling. He needs to test himself at the right end of the table. Um, yes, look, Stockport. We know that Stockport have they had a rough start to the season. If Stockport are having a rough start to the season, and you still can't get in the team, then there's something missing. Um, yeah, there's there's every player has a ceiling. With his, he probably is a little bit unknown because he could he get better, but he maybe needs to take a step back to step forward. Maybe Wimbledon is that step back without trying to be I know the haters getting away. Grandson like, no, matter they don't like us. But maybe that is the the step back. Maybe he'll find some form.
1: Um I do want to see I do want to see more from him because he has a he has yeah. a great player. There's no doubt there's talent there. He was part of that Torquay squad that got to the playoff final. Yeah. And then from there, it just seems. What to happened in that playoff final, Grant? Oh, that was a horrific playoff playoff final to watch, wasn't it?
2: Not for me, it was not I, I was I was a neutral. I found it amazing. Grant was in bits. <laughs> I, remember, I just remember getting a video of Grant laid on his mum and dad's living
1: room floor after the penalties. When the top when the when the Torquay keeper came, I can't remember his name, kovalan um, When he came up and scored that header in the last minute of the game, yeah. You just thought everything was going to go Torquay's way and the Hartlepool weren't going to go yeah, up, yeah. but then the penalty shootout came and we
2: one, went one of the best one of the best playoff finals to watch as a neutral, like it had everything, didn't it? It was, um, yeah, a goalkeeper scoring at the very end is just that is unfortunately the guy's a dick, but it was just great to
1: watch, um, and as a neutral, I, mean, I, I really enjoyed it. May as well have just not won it now because two seasons <laughs> we down in the national league and talk here in the national league south so yeah great yeah. So anyway.
2: it, it, honestly if after that game someone had said that in to, in two years time you'd be back in the national league and talk you'll be in the national league south like that that was such a ridiculous thing to to have happened um mm-hmm. both clubs have gone the wrong way since that day that was like the pinnacle for both clubs and it's just been downhill ever since yep but Paul Farman, did he pull off... A, I believe he pulled off kind of like a wonder save towards the end. Did it, have you have you seen that? We've had a, a few people mention it.
3: I like I heard that, and I'm sure he made it into the League 2 Team of the Week. Mm-hmm. And like I was looking through... Maybe I missed it, but I was watching the highlights earlier on. And I was looking, he made a, he a good save with his feet. He made a decent save, like parrying the ball away. And I was like, I haven't really done a lot. To say he got in the Team of the Week, he, he kept, a clean, kept a clean sheet. But well, yeah. I, I haven't seen a world... Maybe I've missed it. If everyone's saying that you know they made a worldy save and he's made it to the team week for some reason, obviously. Yeah, But
1: and I really don't... There's only, only three goalkeepers to pick out of that kept clean sheets to get into the team of the week. So if you make a good save, I suppose that's you in by default, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Two of them in
2: the same game and the other one for MK yeah. Dons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not the greatest point. No, do you know
2: what? I love Paul Farman. I think Paul Farman's such... And do you know what? Not just as a footballer, he's a really nice guy as well and yeah i've got a lot of time for paul farman um right guys on to the biggest game of the weekend the one everyone wants to hear about let's be brutally honest no i'm joking bradford wrexham um
1: and that's the end of that game do,
2: do you know what i'll maintain what i said from i said it last night on the 606 i'm gonna say we when i say we i mean bradford i'm not i'm not bothered about sort of put my Bradford hat on for this one. It might come across as bias, but we, we were the better side. And that shocked me because if you had said a month ago, we were going to be the better side. I wouldn't have, have, have ever believed that we were going to be a better side against Wrexham. Um, Stephen Fletcher is a joy to watch. His finishing was a bit, well, I say a bit, it was, it was shit on Saturday. His finishing was terrible, but Players when he when he put that ball at his feet, players couldn't touch him at all. Like he just he weaved his way in and out. Unfortunately, final ball was 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 really poor. But I'm not basing Wrexham's I'm not basing Wrexham season on Saturday, but on Saturday, apart from Stephen Fletcher, even Paul Mullin was maybe a meh, in it. The the team was bang average. They they, they really were. They, it was a bang average performance for them. We should have. Put two, three away comfortably. Um, but we we didn't, you know. And it's, it, I think it's a good point for them, given how the game went. Uh, is it James McLean? Is, is, it, is it McLean on the wing? Yeah, on the on the left hand side. He he just tried to bully, and that, that's all it was about. He was he was like a thug. Um, he came up against Bobby Poynton nineteen years old. He's on his eighth or ninth professional appearance, and he just bullied him. Um, but Bobby gave it back, and it was like the fans loved it. Um, Bobby committed a professional foul on him on the halfway line to, to stop a break, which we've missed. We would have let that go earlier this season. We you love to see it. You, you do. It's one of those where you are happy to see your player get booked because that is. It had when it happened. McLean got up and went towards Poynton. Then Andy Cook stepped in, and when Andy Cook stepped in, McLean backed down. And it was like he only wanted to bully players smaller than him. And the second he got matched or even someone a little bit bigger, because Cook is a bigger guy than McClick, he he didn't want to know. And that is why I feel that they maybe were a little bit standoffish because they couldn't bully. I I went on a Wrexham Twitter space last night and they said when they saw the team come out like they're, Wrexham are a big side. They've got big players. You know, Oli Palmer's not a small guy. They've 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 signed big players at the back, but they said themselves they couldn't believe the size of the Bradford team. Um, the physicality of what we what we had, which was it was nice to see kind of positives about our team because we haven't had many. Um look, Wrexham took their chance very well. It was their only shot on target. Um, there was a mistake from a couple of the defenders. I think that maybe everyone didn't know where to be at the points when the cross came in. It was a, a, a bit of a I mean, perfect cross, let's be honest, it, it fell perfect and Mulling gets that header. That was the only thing that he did the entire game. I like, did not feel any danger from Paul Mulling for the entire game aside from that one quick moment, but they can switch on. Wrexham can switch on at any point and that's that's the danger that they've got uh, Yeah, for us. We scored a fantastic equaliser. The the good thing I'll say is look, there was there was no shithousery from the fans. There was a minute's silence, obviously, for everything going on in, in Israel and Palestine before the game, immaculately observed by both, both sides that like you could hear a pin drop, which is beautiful. Um they didn't seem I've had no reports of any mess like any fans conflicts like outside. I mean, one one Bradford fan tweeted saying he'd fought six Wrexham fans and he posted a picture of his hand with a bit of blood. I, I, I think that was a bit of tongue in cheek. I don't think he was being he'd serious. He punched a wall, hadn't he? Well, I don't know. I don't know what, it, but like, cause I've not heard of any actual issues. Um, nothing but respect for the Wrexham fans that came. The, the thing that's annoying and look, let's Wrexham fans have been tweeting out saying, Oh, it's your highest attendance. And they were chanting things like only here cause it's Wrexham. Um, they brought more fans than before than they were getting at home in some games before Ryan Reynolds came along. Like, it's not a brag. You literally they they were chanting here because it's Wrexham. Fire back on that is you were only there because it's Disney. Like without that you you weren't attending. You weren't even in this league, and
1: it's. it's a- it's a nice change, though, to see another fan yeah. base singing it to Bradford because it's usually Bradford fans singing it to the other fan bases, saying "You're only here." because no, it's
2: I mean, Bradford. We, we get it. We get it every game, but we always take it's always taken as a um, as a little bit tongue in cheek because, like, Harrogate fans chanting it, and it's it's funny. Um, but Wrexham fans were chanting it, and like they they've been going online and posting pictures of like attendances this season, saying, "Oh, they got their biggest attendance because it's Wrexham." It's like, well, hang on, we had. Colchester, Carlisle, and Leighton Orient last season with bigger crowds. Wrexham were any of them. So what what I will say, and I you know I'll, I'll wrap up on this in a second, um, is the perfect thing was said on the 606 last night, and I never thought about it. Wrexham are not a patch on what Leighton Orient were last season. Like Leighton Orient from back to front were so strong. No one there wasn't a weak link. Everybody could step in. Wrexham don't have that. And if that's the thing to look at this season, then that's that's a big issue. Um, Wrexham aren't what Leighton Orient were last season. Leighton Orient, for me, were the complete League 2 package
1: last year. They were year. a phenomenal team last season. Yeah, almost, almost untouchable. Yeah, I think the closest we've got this season is is Stockport. And that
2: that's taken them a while to bed into it, but I, I don't think Wrexham are, are, are that club this season and if they stay down and they have another season here then then so be it what I will say on on just everything there is that I know McDonald has said he doesn't want the job, I'm fully expecting an announcement on Wednesday from a manager it may make no sense to announce it before Tuesday announce it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday sorry Wednesday, Thursday, Friday take training into the game on Saturday I've got a really Sneaky suspicions between two managers, which is Liam Richardson. And I would love to see the shithousery of us going to MK Dons tomorrow night, winning, and then announcing Graham Alexander on Wednesday. That, for me, would be perfect. And It would just be so funny, wouldn't it, to see the, Wimbled- the the MK Wimbledons getting
1: really wound up. Imagine if Graham Alexander, as the person that's announced as Bradford, he's actually at the game. Yeah, MK, MK Don's fans are like, "Why is Graham Alexander at this game after we just sacked him?"
2: Yeah, I think I think at the minute Bradford and Gillingham are, are both in. They've got the same shortlist, so yeah. You guys got any questions about the game? I can answer. Do you? Oh, by the way, one fuck up. Bobby Poynton was announced as man of the match, but he wasn't man of the match. We we'll put that out now. Bobby Poynton was not the actual man of the match. It was just. It went to Alex Gilead. Alex Gilead, this season for me, him and Brad Halliday have been the two best players for me. This is phenomenal. Brad Halliday probably edged it in terms of consistency, but on Saturday, Alex Gilead was... It, it was just a joy to watch. So, yeah, that's me on that game. Boom, one all. I'd, I'd have taken a point before. If you'd have told me how the game went before... I'd be disappointed, and I kind of am a little bit disappointed that we only got a draw because we deserved all three points.
1: But, I was just going to ask about Bobby Poynton, um, just to say how good is he? Because I'm seeing a lot of people here saying, I don't know I don't know if this is going to be this a similar sort of way that we've mentioned about Lemony Evans, but is he, from what people have been saying on Twitter, championship material? Not yet.
2: And that's not a knock on Bobby Poynton. We're eight games or nine games into his his career. Um, he was phenomenal. And and I watched a lot of him in the youth team uh, from obviously doing stuff with the club. And I was at a lot of games that like you can see he was just always a level above. The thing with Bobby Poynton is he's got no fear. He, like He'll put his head into challenges that you know that if it goes wrong, you're going to get hurt. And then when you you know you're eight or nine games into your professional career and you come up against someone like James McLean who's bullying you, and instead of backing, most people will back down. Or they won't back down, but they kind of just be a little bit concerned about that. McLean picked up the ball and went for a run over the halfway line and point, and just took him clean out from behind. Like he he basically bullied him back. He's a very very good player. He's gonna get better. I I hope we don't do a Bradford and sell him. As soon as we did it with Ollie McBurney, Grant's favourite Scottish player, Um, we sold Ollie McBurney at the first opportunity that we had. And since that day, look, he's signed for big clubs. He's signed for obviously Swansea, he's been at Sheffield United. For me, Ollie McBurney has stagnated since that day he moved. He's never got better. He's just continued at the level. Whereas if he'd have stayed another year, Ollie McBurney had only played, I think, five or six games for us when we sold him. Similar timeline to, to Poynton. I hope we get... I mean, Poynton's, Poynton's dream was to play for Bradford. And that's that's always been the thing. So, look, for Poynton, if we get a year out of him and we sell him at the end of the season, then so be it. I think we'll get... I mean, he's out of contract, to be fair, at the end of the season, but I think we'll get another contract out of him and then see what happens. He could... He's got potential like to, to go to... Like championship, he has. He's just not there yet, and I hope that because I know that he pays attention to to what we do. I know that he listens to things that we do. That's not a knock. He just it's a you're 19 years old. Take your time. Get yourself. You'll get there if you are patient, and we'll be in a much stronger position if you do so. Love you. Influential. (laughs) Influential. Yeah, I do I genuine, genuinely like I I love the guy. He's such a nice guy. Um, he but he's got when the fans are asking for autographs and things like that. He that was him, and that's why that's why he's he's just so good at what he's doing. And he's like he knows what it's like to be that child that's still asking for an autograph. That's why I've got so much time for him. And look, Alex Gilliard actually getting man a match on Saturdays, is not a knock on Bobby and because he was still phenomenal to come up against a team like Wrexham yeah beautiful love it who's next another whopper of a game grant
1: that is yeah that's another great one i've been given isn't it you but well, another mo- more, to- more talking points after the game yeah before we go into it though grant
2: we're gonna hear a little uh a little bit from our adverts our sponsors and all this stuff so we'll uh we'll see you in two right at home
0: go to pretty com and use code ACast for 20 percent off your first order and a free cat toy terms and conditions apply see site for details
2: and we're back grant harrogate versus colchester or colchester versus harrogate depending on which way you want to look at it another game that has made the fifth managerial casualty of the season
1: and and the last couple of weeks as well. It's all it's all going yeah. the manager
2: manager tell, front, isn't it? Tell us, Ben Garner. Eh?
1: Do you know what I I had wrote down? My first note is this was the straw that broke the camel's back. i yeah. um, this one for Colchester. just seemed to be a bridge too far for them, wasn't it? I mean, they took. I I think the whereas I've done yeah. This is where I've written down Colchester. They they should have took the lead first of all in this game but it was a great bit of goalkeeping from Oxley to keep it level. I am at 0-0. Then going into the second half, you've got a, a, mispl- oh, a misplaced, an awful pass from Fowler, and it found its way through to McGeehan. And he just played through and set up Cooper beautifully to score a fantastic goal. If you've not seen it, go and watch. It's a great bit of play between the two of them and a lovely finish from Cooper. Wollerman obviously realised he messed up for that because he made amends massively. He came down the left side, cut in, and then played through Matty Daly to equalise just three minutes later. It was an instant impact. What the heck was that? Just hearing noise in the background. Oh, he's got an email notification.
2: I've he got an email. <laughs> it's, like on,
1: it's like being on Love Island. I've got a text. I've got a text. <laughs> Matt's emails coming in. Yeah, I mean, it was instant redemption for Fothering. Played through Daly, scored lovely finish, putting it through finishes that you know Matty Daly can do. And then Fothering went on to score the winner. And it was a belter. All right, right good goal from him. Again, go and watch it. And it, it really, a loss from Harrogate yeah. totally cost Ben Garner his job. And I'd say deservedly so, because Colchester are really, really struggling. Who who, come, who comes into Colchester?
2: Dave Artell, and I know we say that for pretty much
1: every job, but I, I feel
2: like the other jobs Dave Artel would be in by now. I think Dave Artel suits Colchester. I, he suits Colchester and Tramia. I don't think Tramier are in any rush to move. I feel like they that he would have gone into Tramier by now. Um, I just feel that Colchester would suit him down to a tee because he he can, he can works well with youth and he can work on a shoestring budget, which is what their owner likes. Their owner, every single January, ends up pumping in loads of money because they're in a shit position. Dave Artel will get them into a strong position without that money. And then if that money's available, buzz in. What do you think? Actually, what do you think? Who do you think should come in, Grant? And do you, Matt? I was,
1: I was about to ask Matt, who do you think's coming in or who would be good for them?
3: Um, if I'm honest, I don't know. I would, I would mean, I think MK Dons have done quite well in recruiting from the National League. I th- obviously, I, I mean, Grant, me and you all kind of both know that there's a lot of strong managers in the National League who I think deserve a chance at the EFL. Mm-hmm. And because of Colchester's position right now, and like you've said, on a bit of a shoestring budget, they're suffering at the bottom end of the table. I think if you're going to take a risk, you might as well do it on someone who's... He was a decent manager in League two um, uh, in the national League sorry um, I think it's a, I think it's difficult because a lot of the decent yeah, uh, national league managers will be pushing for the playoffs and will then want to get their own club to, to the EFL I think that's a victory in itself but I can't even remember people's names they've really gone from my head which isn't great. Um who who's the Bromley manager? What's he
1: called? That's the exact person I was looking at. Yeah. Andy Woodman.
3: Yeah. That's it. Andy Woodman. Yes. I think Colchester should take a punt on Andy Woodman.
1: Yeah. I, that's the exact name that I've been thinking when Liam said I was like, who would I go for? National League? Andy Woodman. Another person who I see is a little bit more of a gamble than Williamson. Yeah. Wood, but Woodman has been linked to so many League Two jobs for teams that are down that bottom third. I think he would do a fantastic job at a club down there and he's worth the risk for Colchester. I think they're in a position where if they keep doing what they're doing, this pumping money into the club every every January, it can only last so long before end they find themselves in real trouble bring in a manager that knows what he's doing at, at potentially the level of blow just in case that happens, but who is also able to take a club forward to be in either a mid-table club or a club that's pushing into the playoffs. Is that ceiling? Can he go higher? I think Andy Woodman would be a great appointment for Colchester.
3: I think it's very sorry, Liam. I think it's very different to the to Mike Williams' appointment as well, because I like like we've said MK Dons, they need that attacking threat. And I think like we've already kind of established with Gateshead, Mike Williamson is the man to make them more attacking. The the possession based football they play, the, the very quick, you know, end to end sort of passing it forward is really attractive football. Mm-hmm. And Williamson now has league two, league one quality players at his disposal. You know, top end league two low end league one quality players who can very much do a job in that sort of um in that sort of ah oh, tactic almost in that tactic they can do a job and he's been doing it with national league and national league north players but Andy woodman's a, uh, i see him as a lot more defensively solid than williamson and Colchester need to be very defensively solid especially when they're trying to push themselves up from the lower end of
1: the table. Yeah. He's a typical ex-goalkeeper kind of manager. Yes. Yes, very much so.
2: I, I said a name last night, Grant, and I actually, I stand by it. I think that John Askey is a walking advert right now at Harlepool. Things are not going great. It's not going great on the pitch. It's not going great off the pitch. They've got an owner that's claiming to sell, but he doesn't seem to be selling. He's not investing. He's not supporting John Askey on his CV as a relegation for Hartlepool. We all know anyone who knows league two is knows that that was not his fault, but unfortunately it's on his CV. Colchester knocking on the door and asking Hartlepool, if John Askey is available, you know, Raj single tech doesn't matter what Raj Singh will take the the money regardless. Um, I really think that John Askey is uh, is is someone that should be looked at by by everyone, really. All three, four clubs that are still looking should be looking at uh, John, uh, John Askey and seeing if he's available.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think you're right as well. And I think, but even though he has got that relegation with Hartlepool on his CV, like you've said, he also has got a promotion with York. He also has got getting York to a very decent position. I'm quite surprised yeah. he left, to be honest. But, I think he very much does have, does have the potential to be a good League Two manager.
2: He, he is he is a good manager. He's a great manager. Um, he, Raj Singh will really, really regret not supporting him because they will not get a better suited and better qualified manager than John Askey. We are like... When they came at players last season, you would have never known that they were a, se- a team in trouble because they they played with confidence. They passed the ball really, really well. They were the better team for most of the game. John Askey knows how to get a team playing that
1: are struggling, and but it's just yeah. a shame that he's not he's not been backed. And it's a shame, real shame, that we've been injury injury plagued with injuries this season as well for such important players. Long but injuries as well, long injuries yeah. as well gonna be an interesting weekend this weekend
2: yeah really is um uh, yeah so that was the uh that was the the Colchester game let's have a look at who's next here we go oh do you know what this game had everything Grant, didn't it you watched this I believe the crawler and the crew game and this Matt this is your game it just crew this season are, are strange. They're really, really strange to, to watch.
3: I know. I don't really understand what Lee Bell has done there, but he's doing something magical. He's gone from being, well, for me as well, personally, They were. I predicted them to be not in the relegation zone, but around there. I didn't think they'd be doing as well. Like, they're third.
2: When did they become third? <laughs> I mean, they're not a third-place team. But they are. No, but what I mean is like on paper, they're not. Yeah. On paper, they're not. It's, they were not a third-place team. Everyone kind of thought that they were They were going to be, I don't want to say struggling, but I mean, I predicted them to struggle, but everyone else didn't. But no, I don't think anyone really had them top three. No, no, no way.
3: No one in a million years would have put the top three at this point of Stockport, Knots, and Crew.
2: No one would have had. I mean, if you look at the table, no one would have had Crawley up there. No one would have had Crew up there. They just the AFC Wimbledon, Accrington. Those wouldn't have been teams that were predicted to be up there this season. It's wow. such a surreal. Markham again that rounds out the top ten teams that you wouldn't expect. Um, crew have lost twice all season. Like that's bizarre. That it? Twice, yeah, twice. Um, if that's they could have turned some of those those draws at the beginning where they were drawing two all week in week out, if they, they turned those any, if they just turned two of those into wins, they go top. Um, Lee Bell is doing a tremendous job. He is. Crawley are dropping massively. They're now sat 12th. 12th, yeah. Um, now, look, they they beat Bradford on the opening game, and I made, a, I made a bet with some Crawley fans and said that I believe that Bradford will finish further away from zero points than Crawley will from the three points that they're on. Um, I didn't realise how far Crawley had fallen until last night. I'm actually delighted because I'm now winning that bet. Crawley, look. Thirteen games. Crawley have picked up seventeen points out of those thirteen games. That's not actually a great return. Twenty points. No, 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 no. no. They've, they've. uh, Sorry, out of the twelve games. Sorry, they had a game. Sorry, sorry. After the Bradford game, I mean, seventeen points out of those games since then. They, that's not a great return. I don't think. I really don't think that's as good as. We all thought maybe the maybe the wheels are coming off a little bit. The form isn't great. They haven't they've lost three on the bounce now.
3: Yeah, no, I know they're not in the great run of form at the moment. I think one of the standard, like before we get to the goals, which there were some absolute bangers in this game as yeah. well. Yeah. They dominated possession, Crawley. I had a look, they had sixty-four percent, I think it was.
1: Yeah. So, I seen the first I seen the first half of the game and I thought Crawley were by far the best team.
2: You, you text me at first half. Sorry, you text, text me at first half. Loads
1: of people. And the yeah, group, I was like, this could be a cricket score. There's no yeah. way that Crawley aren't winning this. Yeah, You said, you said, phenomenal. Crew,
2: Crew scored against the runner play and then Crawley went ahead again, didn't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah, they were 2 1.
3: Yeah.
2: Wow. Surreal. That's,
3: that's something Notts would have done a few years ago. It'd be 2 1 up and lose 4 2. Yeah.
2: Um, something bad for them to do this season.
3: <laughs> but yeah, um, so I remember Cruz's first goal. I think it was by um, by Tracy. Brilliant goal, lovely mm-hmm. running behind. Like you like you said, it might have been against a run of play, but it was a great running behind, and then a lovely little finish, just like keepers keepers near post. Yeah.
2: Um.
3: And then I think it was Crawley's. Just it was two one at half time. I think wasn't it? Yeah. Two one Crawley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Crawley's second absolute rocket. I don't know who Crawley's number eight is. It's Claydo Lolos or something. I don't
2: know how to pronounce it properly. <laughs>
3: yeah, i pronounced it really exactly.
2: badly. I mean, look, you've, uh, no one knows. Don't matter. Don't worry about oh, it. I, I don't know. How, I don't know how to pronounce it either.
3: Okay. And from what everything that I've seen, he was unreal. It, every time he got the ball, no one seemed to get anywhere near him. And then I think it's Ronan Darcy scored that absolute screamer
1: from what, Great goal. Go. off it the post, and went over, went the other side of the net. Nah, it was great was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, and as
2: well, and it's just been pointed out there. Corey and I put out a statement after the game about fans giving abuse, uh, home fans giving abuse, which is look, he's never good. The, look, I know I've just said that the the start wasn't as isn't as good as we thought it was. It's better than we believed it would be. Uh, you yes. can't. Crawley fans should not be upset. Or angry towards any of their players this season. They they really should. Crew are, are proving to be a very good side. It's don't, don't it's don't you don't want to turn on your players when ev- when you were predicted to be rock bottom and you still could finish rock bottom. Like you could yes. finish rock without any shadow of a doubt. You're on twenty points. You could stay on twenty points for the rest of the season if shit goes wrong. Don't get on players' backs like that. He doesn't deserve. Abuse. Look, he's been part of a squad that's done decent this season, but for, for for expectations' sake.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think if if at the start of the season you said how I don't why we've got ten games, fifteen games in, something like that.
2: Thirteen for Crawley. 13. thirteen. Yeah,
3: thirteen. Okay, so Crawley thirteen games. If you'd have said right, you'd be twelfth. You'd be comfortably mid-table at this point. Yeah. You, they'd snap their hand off. No, no shadow of a doubt.
2: Exactly. And if you'd listed the teams that they were going to be in those first thirteen games. Yeah. You, you, yeah, absolutely, because they, they were handed a horrible start to the season, they played Bradford I think they played Stockport uh, they, they played Mansfield, I believe, there's been some Grimm's Bay, there's been some big teams that I think,
1: yeah fuck knows and let's I, just face they, it, they they're, only, they're only still in the league because there was two basket case clubs below them
2: yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they are um, yeah God knows. Look, the owners, I think the owners learned a lesson last season, a big lesson, and they've been very, very quiet this season, which long may it continue.
3: Yeah. Um, to be fair, there's not much more to say on the game. Uh, in, from what I saw highlights-wise, crew seem to be doing quite well going forward, um, yeah. especially in the second half. Obviously, they scored three, so they must have done something right. But they, they look, from everything that I saw in the second half, they, every time they went forward, they looked like they could score. And well, did a lot of the time. They're very much. they I know they're a like jokingly they're a second half team, but they really are actually a second half team.
2: Yeah. Oh, they. Yeah, Wrexham are as well this season. There's there's a couple of teams that are shit first half and and dynamite second half. Yeah, and I think Wrexham and Crew are the two kind of standout ones. On yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, look, let's move on to the next game. Let's uh, do you know what? Another strangely unhappy fan base, uh, Gillingham versus Notts County. I think it's the second loss, where well, the second loss on the bounce for Gillingham. I still think that they sacked uh, the manager too soon. Uh,
3: Hold
1: on, why didn't you give this game to Matt?
3: I was thinking the same thing when you gave him that earlier. I was like, that I'm, at least so
2: I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, Matt, I you forgot. Forget. That you supported Knotts County, so why don't you take the Knotts County side of it? Because I've only really got Gillingham side. So you you talk talk the positives of Knotts County because that's another win on the board, um, a sheer domination for you guys. And then I'll I can talk Gillingham outside of the game. I'll go, I'll you're
3: gonna it. have to talk the. I was at work. I didn't see the game. I was gutted. I kept getting updates on Twitter. That was I mean, how. I there's, it was there's, the
2: there's 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 one stat which is quite damning. Your goalkeeper didn't make a single save.
3: Did he not? No, oh, same.
2: But, yeah, I mean that's that shows. Gillingham had one shot on target and he went in. Uh, oh, so, yeah,
3: I that, uh, the I don't see that as too bad of a thing on a knot's perspective. Oh no,
2: no, no! So, I mean, it's a poor stat for Gilly. Like Gillingham oh yes, test okay. your goalkeeper at all your goalkeeper. But looking at these shots, obviously shots on target one, you could have not played a goalkeeper and the score would have remained the same at that point. That's what Your keeper hasn't yeah, that's had Horrendous to do. Talk to us about your start then as a, as a club. Did you ever think, I mean, I, Wrexham fans think I hate them, so I'm not asked about leaning into this, but after watching some of the the, the National League last season, I still believe that Notts County were a better side than Wrexham over the season. I, I believe you were the better team. Did you believe that you could carry that on into this year?
3: Um, yes, but not to the standard we have done. I thought we would. I like. I know we had the horrendous first game of the season against Sutton. I know that, and that was like a almost you kind of snap back to reality in the sense that it's like, whoa, this is this is a completely new level.
2: It was a humbling, wasn't it? You, need, oh, you needed that humbling.
3: We yeah. definitely did, 100%. That's something me and my dad spoke about after the game. I was like, yeah, we, we needed that to happen. And we're glad. I'm so glad that happened then. Yeah. Because if we'd have lost 1 0 and then drawn 1 1 and then lost 1 0, you'd think hey, we're just getting into it. Whereas the first game, it's like, bang, straight away, you're in there. And it's like, okay, we need to sort this out.
2: That's why I think Wrexham struggled at the beginning because they didn't get spanked. Opening yes. game, they, they still put in. They were still scoring goals, and it was mm. a case of okay, we just need to maybe sort out their defense because we're scoring goals. It's fine. You guys got comprehensively played off the park by a team that.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, on paper
2: shouldn't have yeah. played us off the park. On paper, shouldn't be in the same league. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose so. Be brutally honest, um, and that'll piss off fans, but it's fine. I don't mind doing that.
3: Um, but yeah, no, I'm I I. Didn't expect us to be doing as well. Like I'm a very optimistic person. I'm a very optimistic fan, but I'm also very realistic. Like I've been a Knots fan for a good number of years. I know yeah. we're disappointing for most of us. Like yeah. I didn't ex- when we didn't win the league. I didn't think we'd go up because that's how much of Knots I've been used to. Um, but we've done so surprisingly well so far, and yet still a lot of our fan base are unhappy with. Either the way we're playing, or the, and we do concede goals. There's no, there's no doubt. We concede a lot of goals, and we need to tighten up. That's not, a, that's not a doubt. But we're yeah. second in the league.
2: How happy are you on a scale of one to ten with this season?
3: Oh, I'm ten so far.
1: Ten. Yeah. What What is there to be unhappy about about the, your style of play? Because you're a great team to watch. Yeah. Yeah. No, we play. We play genuinely attractive football. People,
3: you know, we, we've got very talented, skillful players. We've got Jody Jones, for example. We've got David McGoldrick, who plays up front. Aaron, he the man
2: in League Two, him, him yeah, and Steve exactly. in League Two. Both of those players across. he's just bizarre.
3: No, and I think the the only like thing that could that is a bit of a sore point is the fact that our defence isn't. It's not even that it's not great because it's good at its job going forward and keeping possession. Which is the style we play, but yeah. in terms of, we do concede a lot of goals. But that's going to happen with the style we play. If we played a different style and we had a flat four-back that constantly dropped back and we hoofed the ball up the field, we maybe wouldn't concede as many goals as we do. But we also wouldn't score anywhere near as many as we do.
1: Yeah, I think I said last. I think I said last week there was only two teams that have conceded more than. You. I think that's increased to three now. There's only three that have conceded more than you, which is Newport, Colchester, and Sutton. And yeah. on Tuesday, we played Newport. <laughs> yeah. That could be a bizarre game because Newport,
2: again, yeah. a, a, a team that you, you either get a phenomenal result from or they're
1: just like capsized, they're just done. Omar yeah. Bogle, Omar Bogle masterclass coming up on
2: Tuesday. <laughs> we love the
3: we need to reverse it. We lost to Sutton and we lost to Colchester. We need a result against Newport.
2: Yeah, you do. From from a Gillingham perspective, uh, uh, going back to what I was saying at the start, I, it looks like sacking Harris was extremely premature. We got told last night by a Gillingham fan that it's Paul Scally, who Scally is new, was the previous owner who sold to the Gallantons. He still owns 30% of the club. And... Harris has come out and said that the decision to remove him was Paul Scully's. Uh The Gallantons weren't in the country. Now, that, to me, is alarm bells ringing. That is a huge red flag. And look, I'm not saying that the Gallantons won't do this because they've been very, very transparent. They need a fans forum where they establish exactly what influence and what decision-making Paul Scully's involved in because this, they, they, they apparently left the country the day before he was sacked there's there's something that doesn't add up for me at all it really makes no sense the the yeah look the gallons have done phenomenal things for Gillingham since they came in but goodwill runs out and you can only bank so much of it they need to get first of all this managerial appointment right they need to clarify who's involved in what at the club and they need to look what I don't understand is Paul Scully has been kept on as like a consultant because he's got experience. They brought in Kenny Jacket. They brought in the names to do that. Why are these people not the ones that they're leaning on? Don't lean on. Look, I know that the Gallantons watch this. I know that Brad pays attention to what we do and I've got nothing but respect for him. I think he's amazing and I'm so, so happy when he came in at Gillingham. But please, for the love of God, don't forget why that club was for sale it was because of paul scally and the fans relationship with him don't let him back in because and don't appoint
1: steve bruce and do not
2: i actually messaged him last week i said look it's your football club i fully appreciate it's your football club you do the decision that you think is right but please do not appoint steve bruce because that is a disaster waiting to happen
1: he's not a winner Uh, he's used to clubs and relegation battles he's not a winner at a managerial yeah. level, do not appoint Steve Bruce. Yeah, it's, it's another
2: Mark Hughes. We've done it. We've tried it. We've tested it. It failed. Like, move on, like that. That has been tried. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't appoint Steve Bruce. I mean, to be fair, we've been told that the 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 contract talks broke down anyway over money, which is utterly bizarre. That Steve Bruce feels that he can demand money at this stage. He two level. Yeah, no. If if he's having to speak to League Steve, if you Steve, if you if anyone sends you these clips and you manage to see, it, if you're having to speak to League Two clubs, get in your fucking lane. You take League Two money. You be thankful that anybody's willing to speak to you at this stage. No, not look. Avoid. As I say, I think that someone's getting Liam Richardson this week. It's either Bradford or Gillingham. I'm convinced someone's getting Liam Richardson. We're both in for the same people. Someone's getting him. Let's let's see. It's gone on too long. Gillingham's gone on too long
1: since sacking the manager. So
2: yeah, should we move, on, and move yeah. on to
1: the next game? Because <laughs> 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 this yeah. these few games that we've done have all went on quite long as well.
2: Yeah, who's next? Is it it's not me. It's you, Grant.
1: Solford Solford and, and Swindon. I've got I've got half notes here, which is good. This Give us a half note. That's when I was interrupted. Didn't tell me to Hurry up on this one. I mean, I'll take from the, for the rest of it, I'll take what Ben told us in the 606 last night. So, if you've not listened to the 606, you can listen to the 606. It's a I think it was the second game we spoke about, wasn't it? Last night, yeah, yeah. I'm um, Salford v Swindon. I mean, the first goal, it was for me, Ethan Ingram, lovely goal, all played down the right wing. If anyone knows what Ethan Ingram's about, he he's he loves bombing up and down that wing, and he ran. All the way down. It was played through to him. He went, he was thrown to the keeper and then played it in the back of the net beautifully. Great, great goal from Ethan Ingram. I really, really rate him as a as a right wing back. Fantastic player. And that's pretty much all that I had on that game, unfortunately, because the rest of it I just didn't write. I say a half note. I've got a note which is seven minutes in. I am in fact I seen the second goal for this one. I was watching it when it when it went in. It was a corner that came through. Tyree Shade, Shade played the ball out to Hutton. It was a very strange but very, very clever corner. And Hutton played it in. It was unfortunately deflected. And it went in the back of the net to, to equalize on the first half. A lot of a lot of Salford fans really annoyed at how they played defensively for that, allowing that type of corner to be played. But, yeah, it was just unfortunately the deflection that came in. The keeper was completely baffled by the way it went. He was going the same way that it would have went. It deflected and went in the back of the net. A bit of, a bit of luck coming the Swindon's way for that second. And unlucky for, for Salford to concede in that fashion.
2: Still conceding second, goals, well, aren't
1: they? Still conceding goals. Yeah, they're just... It's like people have found them out, Swindon. Yeah,
2: I, I said that, I think,
1: last week, didn't I? They've, They found a way to stop them being free-scoring.
2: Mm-hmm. But Sweden haven't found a way to keep that ball out of that net
1: yet. Mm. It's the first the first game that you've seen in a long time that either Young or Kemp haven't scored. Or you look at Young, Kemp, or Austin, no Austin did score from the spot, but it's the first time that none of them have scored from open play yeah, this this season. They, they score every is that, is that true? The week. Is that true? I, I, one, one of them has been
2: involved in the goal.
1: One of them's been involved in pretty much every single goal that they every single game that they've scored. One of wow. them scored from open play. That's mad. I don't know. I could, be, I could just be making that up. But no, I, I don't much... think
2: you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I think, do you know what, While you're carrying on, I'll, I'll, I'll check it. I think you are yeah. right.
1: So continuing on. Tilt. Foul in the box. Red card. Bang. Austin. Back of the net. Does Austin things. Scores scores. And things just collapse for Swindon. And extra time again conceding another late goal. Ben spoke about this in the 606 that they just love conceding late on and it's continuing to frustrate them. Swindon dropping points in last minutes is going to cost them. They really need to pick up and find maybe a different way, a different style to to get rocking again. Yeah. But an an important point for Salford, an important point for the manager who is under pressure still and you would look at that as a point gain for them against Swindon. Yeah. At this stage of how they're playing. Solford fans are still not happy. And I can see why. Because they should be up there this season. They should be competing with other teams that are up there in the playoffs, up in the automatics. They were in the playoffs last season. They've still not recovered from the playoff hangover, uh, the playoff hangover of not going up. They <laughs> need to do something and do something soon.
2: Salford are kind of in the middle, uh, for me. For the three teams that stayed down. Stockport have recovered.
1: More than recovered.
2: Yeah. Bradford completely fell off. And Salford are kind of middle. Like they're they're there. They 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 are kind of
1: there or thereabouts. Like we can see that they've got the they're like the a hangover in your they're like a hangover in your thirties.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It just continues to, to, to last. It just lasts. And no matter what you do, you can't shift it. Um, no, I, I think that there's a, a real, a real, uh, I don't want to say an issue because I, I don't think that the issue is huge for them. I think that they can recover from it. Uh, but yeah, no, there's, it's, it seems to be no end in sight, unfortunately. Um, I'm surprised. Look, two years ago, that manager's gone. Hmm? That, Simple. Salford were not. They, they were too trigger happy. It wasn't a great thing. We're not celebrating it, but it's true. Um, just on your point, only the Knox County game where they lost three one has they have they scored. Have they had a game where they scored where Kemp, Young, or Austin hasn't been involved? Which so that's that's still a, a, it shows the importance of those three. If those three ain't scoring, yeah, they're not winning.
1: Hebron Murphy, Murphy came off the bench and didn't score either. Yeah. He usually does that. Yeah. Well,
2: okay. I think Sw- I think Salford will be happier.
1: And also to add to that, Jake Young. I think we found out it was five goals without a, five games without a goal now. Yes, yeah, and weirdly, some
2: some Swindon fans are kind of turning on him and saying
1: he needs to he needs to he needs
2: to get a goal. Now it's like well. There's other players in that team. Charlie Austin needs to get goals.
1: I think. I think. See, when you've scored that many, you set a, you set a precedent really yeah. early on in this season. And you didn't yeah. go right, you are the top goal scorer in the league this season. You've scored nine goals in like seven games. We yeah. want you to score 25, 26 goals this season. And if you'll do it, he'll do it for Bradford. If, if you go through a dry spell five games without scoring people start to ask questions of you as a striker even though you've already shown what you can do so i think yeah. that's why questions are getting asked of young when you I, getting... I, kind
2: of, I kind of hope they do I, I hope they do ask questions and i hope that they make it difficult because then he doesn't want i hope that back come january he wants to come back that's that's my hope i and look he's coming back in january regardless of whether bradford plan on keeping him he's coming back in january because we're either going to force swindon to buy him in january or we're going to play him in the second half of the season, he's coming back to Bradford. Um, Personally, I think that Jake Young is more of a Bradford player than a Swindon player, but we'll see. Probably piss some people off there, but yes. Next game. Next game, we have a game that shocked me when I was keeping an eye on Farrell, which is Stockport and Grimsby. I didn't expect this to go the way it went.
3: Uh, what do you, that? That? do you mean by that? Do you expect Stockport to
2: win or you didn't expect it to be so close? I didn't expect it to be so close. I did, I, I saw Stockport go 2-0 up inside sort of the first 10, 15 minutes and I thought game over. We're going to see an absolute riot here. The you know Stockport smashed Rexham 5-0. I thought we're going to have a repeat. Then it went to 2-1 and then it went to 2-all and I was like, holy shit. When it went to 2-all, I thought one of the teams is going to take it and it, at this point, you've got to back Grimsby. Um, but Stockport... Again, showed why they are where they are. That showed why they are this at this point, the best team in the league.
3: Yeah. No, we have said incredibly similar. Like the first note that I made was not surprised with result, but surprised it wasn't a more convincing victory after being 2 0 up. That was my first note on this game. Yeah. And I I, I stand by it. I mean, Stockport top Grimsby 20th, 2-0 up, like you just said about the Wrexham result. Stockport can score goals for fun. And Probably should have done. Yeah, um, three penalties in this game, which is a bit, bit wild. Chaloner really not happy with the fact. I think it was oloafi took one and missed. Pete Wild.
1: Pete Wild. Pete Wilde. Sorry, I was really late to that. Yeah, we were. We, you, you said Wild,
2: so we have to say Pete Wild. Uh, I was going to say, beautiful. I'm
3: sure it's Chaloner. He's
2: definitely Chaloner. Yeah, <laughs> no, Pete Wild. Pete Wild is just a random thing that we love to do. Right. Pete Wilde.
3: Okay. Anyway, he was not happy. Because of Oluwafi taking it and missing it. I think he's, he can't. He said it in a conference, like a press conference after. I want to say, he said it was like year three sort of stuff or something on those lines. Like, because he'd given it to his mate to take it instead of just, like, giving it to the penalty taker. Um. Yeah, he's really not happy. But again, Aloafi, Louis Barry, both in the goals again. It. He is too good for League Two.
2: Was it a goal and an assist for Barry? I think it was, wasn't it? I
3: think so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Barry's is doing ridiculous. They're both they're yeah. both on nine goals. They're both tied second. I think it's only Will Evans who's on ten. Um, but yeah, they've got two of the best goal scorers in the league at the moment. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I was just quite surprised it ended three two. Um, I think Grimsby will like will be not chuffed with the result, obviously because they lost, but chuffed with the fact that they kind of went toe to toe for the majority of the game with with a very strong Stockport side. A side which is going to be up there come the end of the season, and I think like Grimsby are such mm-hmm. a strange side in the sense that they are strong, they've got very good players. Yet they find themselves near the bottom of the league; they shouldn't be down there in
2: my eyes. They'll be happy with the manner of the performance, yes. you know. They didn't, they didn't go to stopport and roll over. I mean, they did in the first fifteen minutes, but then they kind of regrouped and came back I at mean, them. Yeah, I I agree. It, it shocked me. Um, it did shock me. So yeah, look, stopport marching on unfortunately they took top spot from you last weekend didn't they but it's 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 now a race you've got to get it back you've got to hope <laughs> that they
1: slip Christ, do you think? I don't, I, don't know if I can do a title race again
2: do you they've got crew this think, weekend sorry by the as, way as, before, yeah, say,
1: do you both think stockports next two games if they win them both that is them 10 in a row so they have crew on tuesday and then they have tranmere on saturday i don't on think saturday, be crew do they do do they go ten in a row?
2: No. I don't think they beat crew.
1: Winner or a draw? Think, do you think it's gonna be a loser or a draw?
2: Draw.
0: Man.
3: No, I'll give a wild card. i say I think Stockport Paul beat crew. I think they'll go ten. I think they'll beat crew. I think it'll be a close game, but I think they'll beat crew. And then is it did you say Tranmere? Yeah. they I just they're they're just too strong of a side they're just yeah. They're, they're, they're too fast they're too strong they're too able I think they're just they're just a, they are in my eyes the best team in this league
2: oh without a doubt without a doubt I just have a funny feeling that they're going to have a little slip
3: maybe I, th- I think every team will have a slip like whether yeah. it's, a, it's three games where they lose and it, they lose all three and that's really bad or they have ten games where they lose and it's really bad obviously that is really bad bro. But depending on your situations. I think, I, I just don't see Stockport having it yet. I think, come mid-season, near the end of the season, I think they'll start to slow down, but, now, they've had the dodgy start, I think they're just going to get stronger, and stronger each game.
2: Possibly. Possibly. Um, yeah, I suppose we'll see. Who's, who is, who is next? Oh, it's me. It's Sutton and Markham. Now, another game that's probably a lot closer, than people expected, because Markham have, on five unbeaten now, and uh, three out of the five wins. Someone actually pointed out, and I think that this is a phenomenal look. We don't do gambling, however, what I will say is, in the odds for this game coming up, Morecambe are evens against Tranmere Rovers tomorrow night. Like it, it's just, and it's at Morecambe. Tranmere have won, I think, twice this calendar year away from home. Markham have are unbeaten in five, and they've won three of them. Like that is, I, I
1: yeah, bizarre. Half,
2: totally bizarre.
1: Have to if you if you're looking at that, I'd lead two for a couping that's got to stand out That's like your a
3: that's Sure, your banker, that's, that's something you put money on. That's what? Sorry, that's something you'd put up. if you're a, if you are a big gambler. That's something you'd put money on. Surely.
2: Oh, oh that's that's the one that if I'm looking, I'm going, fuck me. That's a gap. That's a banker that I would expect that every day of the week to come in. I know that we don't really do gambling, which is fine, but it's just something that was a, was an observation. Yes, it's utterly bizarre to see. What I will say is that Sutton still putting up a fight. Sutton can score goals. You know, they 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 still can. They scored two goals. I know. I know. Morecambe scored three, but generally, I think I actually found out on Saturday the the average. Score in football is two one. That is the most popular score in football. You score two goals, generally you will win. So Sutton are putting in performances that should warrant more than they're getting. Unfortunately, defensively they they're really really poor. I don't know what's going to happen with Sutton because they've they've obviously got it's Matt Gray isn't it, in charge. Whether he stays, has he done enough? Was the EFL always a pipe dream for Sutton, or was was that the aim? Did Sutton ever truly believe that they'd reach the EFL? Grant, obviously, it was the season where you came up that they came up with you. You'll know what they were like that season. Was Sutton truly someone that you looked at and thought, they're going to go for it this season, Sutton are going to be up there, or has Matt Gray done more than enough to warrant, even if they go down, keeping the job? I I really don't know. Um, You can answer in a minute, but I'll finish off the game. Uh, Yeah, look, Morecambe went 2-0 up in the first half. And then, well, actually, before the end of the first half, 48th minute, they went 2-0 up. They conceded right on the the, the stroke half-time in the 50th minute. And then, yeah, I mean, it just seemed to be a a little bit of a a dull second half, sort of unequalized. Derek Adams, I don't know how, because he couldn't do it for us. He had more complaints till the very, very end and they, they scored in the 91st minute. Sutton will feel very, very hard done by. But looking at the results and looking at the league table right now, that's one win in, I mean, I don't know how far back it goes for Sutton. I mean, it's one win in the last five. And then if we go back even further, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. God, I'm <laughs> just going back here. This is not a good look. Um, yeah, do you know? So the last time Sutton won in the league, aside from that one against Walsall, four 0 was opening game against Noss County. They've pretty much lost every game since. It's not a good stat. Morecambe are a surprise package for me. I expected them to do so much worse. I kind of hoped that they do so much worse. Is what it is.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna go in on your point. I think their manager has done enough historically to get them into the EFL. You'll know as well as I do, Matt, Sutton have never... I, well, I don't know if you've... Yeah, you've played the opening game of the season. I don't think they've ever changed their style from when they came up from the National League. They still have always wanted to be that horrible team to play against. The bullies, you know, the bullies. Uh, yeah, you know when you come up against Sutton, it's not going to be a pretty game of football. It's going to be rough. They're going to push you. They're going to try and force bookings on your team. They're a hard team to play against because they play that horrible National League and inverted commas style of football. It played really well. It played so well into their hands the first two seasons in because no one expected that sort of team to come in and succeed in the EFL. And they done so well and got themselves close to being in the playoffs.
2: They've lost All the
1: their, games in the EFL, though. That's my only... They've genuinely cool. lost the most games. They've lost a lot of their squad over the summer. Their squad got decimated. They lost Big Omar Bougiel as well. They're not... I, I've said, and I'm going to stand by this point, that I think they're going down with a record low number of points this season.
2: It's I, hard to argue against that, but you, but you think that 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 Matt Gray will stick with them? You think he'll be the one I to think, take them down and
1: bring and and try again next season? I think they'll stick with them. the The amount that they've succeeded as a club, the have they've changed as a club. They've went from a part time club into a professional team. They've moved away from the artificial grass. They've had to lay a, a, a full pitch because EFL regulations. The whole floodlighting systems changed. They've been improvements to the ground itself. The club has transformed under his stead as a manager. I think he's done a terrific job. And I think to sack him would be unfair because they've not got the biggest budget in the league. I don't think they've they can... The, I think
2: they've got the smallest. I think they're, they're going to have I mean, one of the smallest.
1: They, sure. can't re, they can't recruit massive. I don't think we'll see massive recruitment from them in January. I think we'll see them go down and then look to rebuild again. But what what's your thoughts on it?
3: I think they've like you've said, they kind of they've come up and tried to bully, they've been that horrible team to play against. You can't play nice football. I think that they've almost tried to replicate what Lincoln City did a few years ago with I think their their talisman you said you've lost Omar Bogle and I think he is Sutton's version of Lincoln's Matt Reed when he was there. The the big bloke who they could hoof the ball to and play off now isn't there and that's why they're sort of suffering as much as they are. I think Lincoln showed how to do it and succeed with it. As they're now, you know, in League One, they nearly got into the Championship a couple of years back. Um, I think they've tried to do the same sort of thing of coming up and, like you said, play, in inverted commas, the National League style of football. Um, And maybe they're getting found out with it now because, like you said, the first two seasons they've done really well. They've done better than anyone kind of anticipated them to do. Um, and now they're suffering near the bottom end of the table, but they like they are still scoring goals, not many across games, but in games where they score a lot of goals, they score a lot of goals.
1: Was well, like yourself? It was like a freak result the first game, the first game of the season when they put five past yourselves. I don't think anyone seen that coming. No, At no, all. I don't think they
3: did. Um, but like, I think like we kind of we touched on it a little bit earlier that. I'm, I'm glad that happened. In hindsight, I'm really glad that happened when it did. Um, but that that changed the complexion for League Two, in my eyes, of how well Sutton would do. I really thought that was like, Christ, they're going to kick on. Mm. Like, they could be really up there. This not like up there, as in I didn't think they'd get automatics, but like top half of the table, pushing on playoffs, maybe getting into playoffs this season. And I thought that result would kind of almost propel them towards, obviously you can't, judge a season by a first result but a five one win against a team that are at the tip for promotion straight away you've got to kind of think Christ these, this isn't someone that you you want to kind mm-hmm. of mess with anymore. These is this is a really genuinely good
1: team. And they just haven't proved that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go on against both of your points and say they have goals. Two games that they've played against yourselves, notts county. Against Walsall. two of those games they've scored nine goals. Outside of that, they've only scored ten in eleven games. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think they've got goals. I-, I think they're a poor, poor team. Okay,
2: okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, but you're talking about them scoring there on average, nearly a goal a game. That's that's still. They're gonna scrape some one nils, and that's that's what's gonna probably happen. What lose
1: no, no. lose one nils? Sorry Sutton fans, but I, oh, I've got I've said this every single week. No, I just think I'm, I don't think we've got a basket case club this season. I don't think Sutton are a basket case. The last two seasons we've I had basket we case clubs that have went down.
2: I think Tranmere are a basket case club. I, I do. I, I really think Tranmere. I think are in a hell of a lot of trouble and i think if tramea go down and we're going to come on to tramia soon but i think if tramia go down i don't think we see tramia for a long time
1: mm, interesting shall we move on to the next game
2: <laughs> yes me and you were sharing this one grant because i watched it live and you were on with
1: me while i was watching it we were you were playing some xbox i mean um, my my input for this game will go as far as it's another hat trick It is by five weeks in a row am I saying now that we've had hat-tricks in the league too who's scoring next week's hat-trick? which game is the hat-trick coming? if you see this on Twitter, leave it in the comments of where the hat-trick's coming from Andy
2: Cook Um, Langston ooh, maybe both here's my thought on it Newport deserved a win Walsall fans were delighted and bragging and saying, "Oh, we we came and we got a hat- fantastic, you got a hat trick. You didn't deserve to, you didn't deserve a point out of this." Newport, Newport were the better team. Um, no one should be bragging about going to nineteenth in the league and scraping a last minute equaliser. They shouldn't. Without Draper at Walsall, they are a relegation team. Danny Johnson has not shown up this season in the slightest. The first, first two games, he kind of showed up, but no. Aside from that, he's gone very, very quiet on the Danny Johnson front. They'll lose Draper in January. They'll repeat last season when they lost Johnson. I do not for a second think that, Mans- sorry, that Walsall are anything other than a lower half at best team. Then they told us, bear in mind, they they were having a go at us in before when the season first started about how they were going to walk the league and how it was going to be them and they were going to be up their top three and that we should put more respect. So you've shown absolutely nothing that justifies that thought
1: at all. I th- I think also two either fifteenth or sixteenth. The last two seasons they finished fifteenth or sixteenth, exact same. I think there was maybe one point that yeah. differentiated their their finishing positions the last two seasons in a row. I don't think steps are being made in the right direction with Walsall as a club. They seem to be happy with just being there. It's like yeah. Scotland at a World Cup. We're just happy to take part and we're happy to be there. That's uh, we'll genuinely have a, have what happened at the, with... last, the Euros last time. It was infuriating. <laughs> have a, have a, have a party you where we Celebrate and a nil-nil. And it just seems that Walsall are the, the Scotland of, of League 2. They're just happy to be there. Do something. It's like, poke them. Do something. Come on. I think they need another manager to be able to do that. Wake up, Walsall.
2: I, I said since the beginning of the season, I don't think that the manager is an inspired choice. I think given the signings that Walsall made this summer and given what Walsall fans told us they were going to do with those signings, if they were right and they genuinely believed it, then right now their manager is underperforming and they are the, he is the wrong man for the job they can either they were wrong and he's doing a where they where they're supposed to be or he's underperforming there's no middle ground it is one or the other walsall fans told us they were going top 3 uh this season that was that was it they told us they were going top 3 that's that's the end of it i, I don't believe for a second that 13th is what any of them will accept and i believe that sadler is the wrong man for the job and i've said it since the day he was appointed that's not me just pulling it out my ass i've said it since day one what do you think matt do you you agree
3: i know absolutely nothing about (laughs) Warsaw.
2: that's probably for the best mate i wish i knew nothing
3: i don't know the managers I i could maybe look through the first team and pick out some names i've recognized but i uh, when I tell you, there's there's not many clubs in League Two that I know nothing about, but Warsaw is one of them. I literally couldn't tell you a thing. I don't even
2: know where Warsaw is. It's near Birmingham. It's just near Birmingham. Yeah, we're playing all right. Um, we just got to get some goals. Not sure what's happening with Danny Johnson, but hopefully we'll get some. We'll get a better return soon, and yeah, you know, we'll we'll push up the leagues. That's pretty much it. Um,
3: so- I can only apologise. I don't have great insight into your question. Um, but that's my honest
2: I mean, answer. Eh, look, listen, it's, it is it is what it is. I, I will say Newport, better side on, on Friday night, by far. By far the better side. Newport will be disappointed that they're not sat now two points better off than they were. Um, but like I say, Draper's on loan from Lincoln. Lincoln need a goal scorer. Lincoln have been struggling this season. Eh, it makes absolutely no sense for them to allow him to stay for the full season unless they're going to pull some out of their ass in January. That isn't him. You've got you've got to. Any club will pull a player like that back in January on loan. They they have to. Um, yeah, here's what it is. Let's see. Last game though. Here we go.
3: Here we go. Oh. John May versus Doncaster. With Doncaster winning two one away, yeah. Um, Grant McCann got sent off. That was a bit random.
2: Yeah, it was. It was tight. weirdly. I didn't think it was a sending off. I thought it was a yellow. I time wasting, wasn't he? He just basically slowed the game down.
3: Yeah, the ball. It, it kind of the ball went out, and it just kind of went to his feet. He just kicked it to the side. He wasn't like he didn't hoof it away. It was a kicked it down the edge of the technical area almost and yeah. you got a red card. I thought it was like I understand it's time wasting, but I thought red was a bit harsh.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I think I thought red was very harsh. Um
1: I yeah. had, had he already been booked as a manager and then he's just been was second was yellow because it is a second yellow for time wasting regardless of what it's for. Yeah,
3: yeah. no, I think I, well from what it looked like it looked like it was a straight red.
1: It was a straight red. It was, it was just
2: an outright straight red. It, yeah. No no second yellow, no warning before. It was <laughs> straight red. Um what what I mean I I flicked between this this game and the Newport game, uh, because they were both Friday night games. What what do we what do we think of Tramia? Like I what think... do we think is gonna happen with Tramia? I I can like say I think they're the basket case, but what do you two think is gonna happen with Tramia this season?
3: I think I think it um... I think they'll start to come good in the sense that they'll pick up some results, but I still, I don't, there won't be challenging this season. No, no way. I, I don't That's think they'll get not relegated. Not. I do. Well, like, in the, from what I've seen, Tuan had some very good chances. Like, they had a good few points where they could have and should have scored. They had what, literally, they were about four yards away from the line. He's headed straight at the, straight at Doncaster's goalkeeper. And it's like, you yeah. like, in such a good opportunity, you need to be taking them, especially when, you know, Twenty-first now, Doncaster is seventeenth. You need to be beating teams around you, at least getting points from teams yeah. around you. And like the keeper for Doncaster, he did he did well. Like he kept he kept a good few efforts out, but again, there was nothing show stopping. There was nothing that was like Christ, that should have gone in. It was all saves that obviously I'm not a professional goalkeeper, but should have been made. Yeah, Tranmere, like like I said, they did have some good chances, but. Doncaster that like Falz finish was really nice when he went one on one, just dinked it over, very composed. That's what kind of sent Doncaster 2-1. Yeah. Um I think Doncaster is a strange one though.
2: I feel look, listen, results are results and they're picking up points now. And that's that's good. It's a good thing. I feel like there's been a little bit of luck. And what I'm fed up of seeing is Doncaster fans talking about an an agenda with referees and how they've had it rough. They haven't. We all get it rough. Um, It's just it stings more when you're losing. Um, Yeah, I've watched some of the things that they've complained about and it's stuff that we're seeing week in, week out. It's nothing special. It's not an agenda against Doncaster. None of them are complaining about when things do go their way. So, yeah, look, for me, they came up against a rock bottom in terms of confidence. Tramia and they won 2 one I'm happy for the fans. And I think, yes, Grant McCann's pulled off some results here. Yeah. But if they're going to be, again, same as Sadler at uh, Walsall, if they're going to be where they want to be, you can't go to Tramia and win 2-1. You they, Those are the games where you make your goal difference up. They are the games where you need to be going. They 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 were matched stats wise they were matched pound for pound all the way through same number of shots almost the same number on target uh yeah pretty much everything possession tram edged saves the same it was it was if you watched if I if you if I just showed you the stats and asked you to predict a score you nine times out of ten you predict a draw
3: yeah so, and I think they were quite like you just said look I think they were quite lucky it was only a draw. Like yeah. a, I know, I've mentioned it before, but the amount of chances Tranmere had, it could have quite easily been two-two. It could have been three-two Tranmere if they'd taken everything. Yeah. And I know that's a lot of if, and, if, buts and maybe. Then you can say that for literally every game in the in every league, if they're taking the chances that are won, but they had really good chances that should have been taken, and that would have massively changed the scoreline. Obviously,
2: yeah, no, I I agree. Um... Yeah, it's a strange one. Well, speaking of basket cases, we've reached the end of the games, but we did say we were going to come back to Accrington. Um, Grant, I know that was your game, so take us away mm. with what the hell is going on with Accrington before we finish.
1: It's uh, yeah, I think you've kind of summed up there as a, as a bit of a basket case moment. This I, I actually seen earlier on today, this made the, the match of the day not program, Twitter feed and Facebook feed with Andy Holt's Twitter escapades on yeah. on Saturday night. It was um it was an interesting one. I, mean, I I get that he is he was frustrated because his assistant manager went on and his interview with was it BPC? Uh, I think it was their the local BBC. The yeah. local BBC and was talking about contract negotiations, which everything that should be kept behind closed doors. It it shouldn't be made public. Contract negotiations or lack of contract negotiations. But it it, it turned out that it's it led to a glorious return to, to Twitter from from Andy Holt, who it was he'd not tweeted I think since March this year, and then you got on. I'm back. I will answer any questions about running the football club anything about Tramie Rovers you want uh, and Tramie Rovers, I nearly done it again Accrington Stanley um, that, that you want to know yeah. and I again think... I corrected myself this week and it turns out that he's now said that the club is in debt The he, he took on the club with the £2 million debt, the club is still in debt, they're running at a loss and he's put the club up for sale and he's blamed poor recruitment on solely on their manager it's a very, very transparent and out there series of tweets if you want to check it out. It's uh, Andy Andy H. Holt is all still there. He's not deleted any of them. He wasn't drunk because it continued the next day. It was bizarre. Do you
2: do you think it was him?
1: Yes, but no doubt it was him.
2: There's there's a tweet that doesn't make sense though. He refers to himself in the third person.
1: But if it wasn't him, they, still, they wouldn't still be there. Unless
2: he's got someone to do it for him. Like it's, it's weird. It's weird. I know I'm not doubting that he doesn't know about it, but it's weird. What I mean, I can see it from both sides. Yes, the assistant manager shouldn't have gone on the radio and spoke about how I mean he didn't really talk about negotiations. He simply said we asked, we're out of contract at the end of the season. We they don't make anywhere near above sort of what the average is in this league for a manager. And they said we, you know, we need to know, we need to work. We've got to earn money. We've got to support our families. And he said, we spoke to the chairman. He said he'd get back in touch. And then he's just never spoken to us since. This could have all been, look, and Andy Holt's going on online. He's saying, oh, they shouldn't be doing this. But he's got to tell them what the situation is. He, he should be saying, if he, if he had no intention of getting back to them until January, February, let's see where you are in January. Tell them you can't leave people in the lurch with seven months left of, of a contract that, for a club that they've given 24 years of their life to.
1: I'm going to read one of these tweets out here, and this is in yeah. response to something. And this makes me think this is the reason why he hasn't been entering into these conversations. He's clearly not happy with them. So someone said, I'm just going it's come to this. You've all uh, you've all given, given everything. I'm sure things happen that fans don't know about, and it must feel like a kick in the teeth. You haven't lost the fans. The fans want you, John and Jimmy. But I must say, when I have seen you, you don't look happy. His response to it was, I haven't been happy person. I don't like what our managers decided to do. It was the straw that broke the camel's back. So that saying isn't said unless there's a series of issues and things that you're not happy with.
2: But then tell them this is the issue. We're talking about, look, he needs to be open and honest because if he doesn't tell them, they don't fix the issues. They need to know what's happening contract-wise. They need to know if at the end of this season they're getting another contract or or there's a chance. He doesn't have to say you're getting another contract. What he has to do is at this point, he has to outline what they need to do to get that contract. What does their job look like in order for them to remain here next season? And then they work towards that target. He can't turn around because by the sounds of things, he said nothing to them. He can't now go on Twitter and start talking about how he's unhappy with what they've been doing if he's never fed that back to them. The one thing that wound me up, it didn't wind me up, but I just thought, no, you can't do that, was he, he spoke about the assistant manager. Um, Someone asked, I think, something about whether there was going to be a statement, and he said, no, but so-and-so will probably go on BBC Radio, whatever, and stir up things a little bit more. And I just thought, you can't sit on Twitter bitching and essentially handing them the spoon and then moan when they're stirring it, because you're giving them all the ammunition right now to go online or to go on the radio and talk about how you're not really doing the right thing. For me, the EFL should be stepping in at this stage. That is that's an issue, and there's a potential that that club could go the complete wrong way. You said it yesterday, Grant, and I still agree. I I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the manager leave. I would how watch. can how can he? Yeah, well, you would what? How can he stay? Would you Would you stay in your job, Matt, if that was the situation? If your If your your boss had gone on and basically just slagged you off completely and said that you were the reason the company was failing?
3: No, of course not, especially when it's in such a public domain as in a football club and so many, yeah. so many people are so heavily invested in it, like emotionally invested yeah. in the club. And you're saying, yeah, for everything that's happening, this is all on that person. Yeah. Why would that person then go, Yeah, I'll stay? Yeah. You wouldn't.
2: No. Oh. But now maybe John Coleman's thinking, he said he's selling the club as Andy Holt. I'll outlast him. I'll be here. I can stay. He'll... But the other thing is, and again, it's not meant to be disrespectful to Akron and Stanley, but... Who are they? Are they... Exactly. Are they a? Are they an attractive prospect for someone looking to buy a football club? I, for me, I would say that Stop, uh, Scunthorpe United are in the National League North. If I was looking to buy a club, I know obviously Scunthorpe have now been taken up. But if I was looking to buy a club, Scunthorpe are a more attractive prospect than Accrington for me. In the National League, Hartlepool are a more attractive prospect. Rochdale are a more attractive prospect. Oldham. Accrington aren't they are a team that are never gonna they're never gonna grow. They again we spoke earlier about ceilings. They're beyond their ceiling, in my opinion. I, I feel like if they did go down it would be to where a club of that stature and that size it should be, and that, that's going to piss off a few people. But yeah, I, I feel like you said a, a lot few
1: things back. to piss off fan bases tonight.
2: I'm not asked anymore, Graham. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you've never been asked.
2: I mean, I've never been asked, but I've always masked it. Now this, now I'm just being blunt and, and openly, honestly. Do you know? No, but I, I don't think that if Accrington dropped out of the EFL. I don't think anybody would miss them. Would you? Would you guys miss them? Would you think for me that shouldn't be happening? If Accrington I mean, were involved in a relegation when, fight right now,
1: when, when was the last time they ever dropped out of the, the EFL though?
2: It, oh, it's not. It's not been for a long time. But what I'm like, would you ever, if Accrington were involved in a relegation battle this season, would you be shocked? I'd be shocked.
1: Yes, because I can't remember the last time they've ever been involved in a relegation battle this low down.
2: See, I see.
1: I just i would I, I would disagree and say I, I think they're probably a League One team. Oh no, I I don't think I don't think no no they've been a League One team, but I
2: don't believe that they've got the the setup and the stature of being a League One team. If that makes sense. I don't believe that they are what you look at as a, a League One team.
3: I think I sit nicely in the middle of you both. If I'm honest, I I would be surprised to see them battling at the bottom of League Two. That might be because it just in my lifetime, they've always been a League One, League Two club. I remember and them we, being
2: a National League team because we played them in the LDV vans. I remember
3: that. Well, what a What a <laughs> What a in, in my head, to me, Accrington Stanley is a very mid-table League Two club. That's yeah, that I, like I, a, Maybe eighth to twelfth sort of average in League Two. They don't really do anything too exciting. They're never really in too much danger of relegation. I think, yeah, you're right in the fact they're not really a great prospect for a, for a new buyer. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say their ceiling is the top of national league.
2: I, see, for me, yes, I agree. They're a they're sort of a, a mid table league two side. But any team that is an established league two mid table side, you're not shocked if they drop into the bottom half. You, you like not, I really don't I don't think anyone would be I'm trying to think of how to word this
1: I'm just looking at you would, like I'm waiting for you I'm waiting to see what you say here and I'm getting ready to get the fire extinguisher out I don't <laughs> think
2: anyone outside of Accrington Stanley would be disappointed if they were relegated no one's, no one as a fan is looking forward to Accrington away no one as a fan is looking forward to Akron and coming to visit them at home. There's not a good away day. There isn't a decent place to go. You know, it's not, it's not, oh, I'm going to go to and We're going to go for some drinks, but it's not there. There's just nothing attractive about that. Look, I'd say I'd take some flack for it, but there's no fans to give me flack. There's just nothing there. There's nothing, there's not, no redeem. They have no
1: redeeming qualities. About them. If you're an if you're an Stanley fan and listen to this, yeah, drop us a drop us a follow. Do it,
2: do it. Come on and debate. Like, tell, come on and tell me what it is about Accrington Stanley that I should look at and go.
1: This is this is an open invitation to any Accrington Stanley fan that wants to talk to us. Thursdays we do the the League Two breakdown. If you want to come on and hash this out, William. On Thursday yeah. night, messages, either one of us, both of our DMs are open. Do it. Just just, just get in contact. Should I'm, we, I'm should happy to be proved wrong.
2: I'll pass it on. Yeah, I'm happy to be yeah. wrong. And, <laughs> Drop and, and on to any one of us. I'm happy to be proved wrong. I just don't see anything about that football club that I would miss. And I think you'd struggle to find many League Two fans that would be in that. No one looks forward to going to Accrington. When was the last time either of you two thought, can't wait to go to Accrington? I used to work in Accrington. And instead of going to the office, I used to work from home. That was before COVID, pre COVID, like seven years pre COVID. My company didn't even offer home working. I made them Just didn't want to go to Accrington. Yeah, nothing for me. No, no, about that makes me go, oh, getting
1: Accrington away.
2: Nah genuinely not not at all
1: fair enough anyway i'm gonna tie this up for us all because we've been harping on for over an hour and a half now so to anyone that's still listening we really do appreciate you very much for staying on for this long and listening to us we hope your car journey bus journey has been great or just have a good night's sleep if we're putting you to sleep tonight on monday night liam's floating about some sort of jar of weird colored mayonnaise on his screen if anyone's watching this it's the base
2: of, of a microphone. Yeah. microphone but it looks like it's wearing a sombrero
1: anyway hope you've enjoyed listening to this one guys um we appreciate every single one of you has listened to us don't forget if you're listening to us on spotify to do hit that five star rating same on apple podcast as well give us a comment comment whatever the heck you want we really don't care what you comment it's just a five star rating that we all want If you're on um, our YouTube channel, if not, just nip over there. We've put a link up in one of our tweets today to our YouTube channel. Give us a subscribe, hit that little bell button to be notified whenever we go live on Thursdays with EFL breakdown for either League 1 or League 2. Give our brothers at the League One podcast and the Championship podcast a little listen. you sure you won't be disappointed. It'd be great to show them some support and also give them a five star rating yeah. as well. No, no um,
2: they're on the same podcast. Yeah, the same as well. podcast.
1: It's all. It's not just an episode. It's five stars for the thing. Just rate them yeah. five stars as well. We will see you on Wednesday night for the sequel. Well, I'll see you on Wednesday night for the six o six. Liam might appear later on. I am going to have another host. We don't know who that's going to be, so make sure you tune in. Tune in on Thursday, everyone. We have been look sports media, and thank you to Matt for joining us. Grant, I don't need to find Matt. Matt's just one
2: of us. He's coming back, I know, but what a, a good first show for Matt. Thank you very was much. Great one. It, it, it's Thank been a it's you. been a good one. And yeah, do we, we do want you back and uh, we hope to see you very, very soon. Um Welcome to the party. Thank if you. We don't, you. we don't have an exit video, so I'm just gonna play the music.